Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. We give it thanks, Jesus, in Jesus' name. Yes, Lord. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. It's time for offering. Merry Christmas to everybody. What a Merry Christmas we are having. Um, our Christmas Day services are very short from 9 to 11. So if you come late, it's not going to work for you on Christmas Day. All right. So let's take out our special offering for today, Christmas Day. I want to say thank you to the Lord. And um, I believe God is going to bless us mightily. Amen. Now, Abraham was a good example of someone who experienced supernatural blessings. And Abraham was a generous and hospitable person. Whenever he met even angels, he would make dinner for them. You get it? He would just organize a meal. Some people would reserve their food for the visitors to leave. Do you know anybody like that? Have you experienced that before? Or you've done it yourself before? All right. And um, the Bible says the Lord appeared to him in the plains. He lifted up his eyes and lo, three men stood by him. When he saw them, he ran to meet them and said, Lord, if I have found favor, take a little water, wash your feet, rest yourselves under the tree, and I will fetch a morsel of bread and comfort ye your hearts. So this is a hospitable man who is ready to serve visitors with food. So Abraham is our school of supernatural blessings. That's his our school. We learn by watching Abraham. Do you see? We learn by watching Abraham. And then Abraham, three things we, we, we see from Abraham. He was giving, generous, hospitable. Number two, he paid tithes. The Bible says, and Abraham paid tithes to Melchizedek. Tithing is another uh, key to the supernatural school of supernatural blessings. And he paid tithes 
of all to Melchizedek. All right? Genesis 14 and verse 20. He said, blessed be the most high God, which hath delivered thine enemies into thy hand. And he gave him tithes of all. So he was a tither. He just felt he should pay tithes. No laws. There were no laws. The laws came later. This is Abraham. After Abraham comes Isaac, Jacob, these guys, Joseph, Pharaoh, there's, 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 there's Moses before the laws come. This wasn't the law. It was just if he felt that he should pay tithes. And I mean, tithe is, you can see, a supernatural thing. Tithing is a supernatural thing. Anybody who pays tithes, I mean, it's, it's opening a door for supernatural manifestations of financial blessings. Anybody who pays tithes. Yes, anybody. There are many reasons why you should be poor. And tithing gives at least one reason why you should be rich. So even if there are nine reasons why you should be poor, and there's one good reason why you should be rich, it's nine minus one, there's only eight reasons left why you should be poor. (laughs) It's not bad. It's not bad at all. Because nine solid reasons against you why you should be rich, that's a lot. And the one that may be subtracted may be a very powerful reason why you should be a poor man for the rest of your life. So, it's a very, very important key was Abraham's tithing. And so you see, I will open you, Malachi 3 and verse 8, I will open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing. Wow. I will open the windows. Is it not amazing? And then, Abraham is a school. Just looking at Abraham, you go to school. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. The Bible says, look to the stone from where you were hewn. Look to your father, Abraham. Learn from him. Isaiah 51, I think. He says, learn from uh, the stone where you were knocked out of. And then you see Abraham sacrificing This coming year, your sacrifices will speak for you. Yes. Abraham took his son. (laughs) We are talking of giving. No no wonder he's so blessed even up till today. Yeah. Many of us don't know the power of sacrifice. It's one of the eternal laws. Seed time and harvest time it shall not cease. Seed time and harvest never to never stop. It's a law that is fixed. You give your son Isaac, your precious thing, to me, I give you what you cannot get for yourself. So in Abraham alone. We see generosity, liberality. A liberal soul shall be made fat. In Abraham, we see 
a hospitable man, ready to just provide food, hospitality, share. No wonder. You know, my wife used to give food when we visit in those days. She was about the only person who would give food. Not that we were looking for the food, but it was something we noticed. The others, they were, they'll sit with you and wait for you to go. Perhaps that seed of food that she sowed may be the reason why I married her. It may be the reason. You can never tell. You can never tell. When Lot got into trouble, Abraham brought his whole army to go and help. He's a generous person from beginning to end. So today, your generosity in this offering will speak for you. Oh, yes. Make sure you are considered as a generous person. You know, the few people that interact with you must feel that you are generous, starting from your wife. Your wife or your husband. Either of the two. You can't send your wife to buy Gary and ask for a receipt. Huh? You can't ask her to buy milk and you ask for a receipt. No. Too much. So, brothers and sisters, it's a great blessing for us to give an offering on Christmas Day. That's why I'm talking about Abraham. It's because of the offering. And I believe that it's a blessing. Yes. It's a blessing for us. Yes. We are learning on Christmas Day to just be generous and to give. And surely it's going to open the door for many blessings for us in Jesus' name. Take your offering out. And we're going to welcome the Greater Love Choir. Let us pray. Father, thank you for the great opportunity that we have today to present an offering to you. Bless every liberal soul, I ask. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.
valley shall be exalted Every mountain shall be made low The crooked shall be made straight from places plain The glory of the Lord shall be revealed And all flesh shall see it together For the mouth of the Lord hath spoken it Fill me, anoint me Get thee up into the high mountain, O Jerusalem, that brings good news. Lift thy voice with strength, be not afraid, behold your God will come with strength, his strong arm shall rule for him.
What a blessing. The Greater Love Choir Club for them. They did very well. What a blessing. That's a Christmas song. My servants whom I'm uphold. There's joy, good news in Zion. That's a Christmas song. Father, thank you for today as we come before your holy word this morning. Guide, bless us, speak to our hearts. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. And this morning, is, today is 25th, and we have a Christmas celebration and a short message on the Christmas story from Matthew chapter 1. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise. All right? So I want you to learn many, many things from this amazing story. Amen. The birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise. In other words, this is how it was. When as his mother was espoused to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. All right? So coming together is an important event. Okay? That mustn't be taken for granted or lightly or unadvisedly, but reverently, soberly, discreetly, and in the fear of God, duly considering the causes for which matrimony was ordained. All right? So you can see that all these things were noted in the Bible. So don't come together with a girl or a boy unless you, are, you have passed through the various tests. All those sitting at the end there, please come this way, rather, those after the pillar. All right. Don't allow, if there are ashes who are intelligently working, don't allow people to just sit anywhere. Intelligently lead the people to come this, in the middle here rather than at the, at the ends. All right? Beautiful and intelligent. Intelligent working. Amen. We must do better than robots and computers because we are humans. Amen. And now, verse 19. Joseph her husband being, now she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Okay? Now, the greatest miracles of God often are a slight variation of a normal theme, on a normal theme. All right? And so you must look out for slight variations on a normal theme. What do I mean by that? Jesus turned water into wine. There's wine at weddings. Everybody's drinking. Wine is brought from here to here. But just a slight variation on a normal theme is that this water was made, this wine was made from the water. Just a little variation, but the wedding went on normally. But there's a miracle there. And the Bible calls it the glory of God. When Jesus turned the water into wine, he said, Jesus manifested his glory. Yes, manifested his glory. You know, when uh, he turned water into wine. All right? 
this beginning of miracles did Jesus in Cana of Galilee and manifested forth his glory. So Bible calls it glory. Something glorious was happening. Just the water, there was serving wine normally, a normal wedding was going on, everything seemed normal, but there was a slight variation in something that happened there. And this water came, when they poured the water, it became wine. And it was like, it was being served normally. Just a few people saw it. If only the servants saw it. This is called glory in the Bible. Look at the verse. It says, the manifested forth his glory. So you must be able to spot glory. Yes. You must be able to spot glory. So this is the glory of God as at work. Some of the things that have happened this year is the glory of God. It's like something normal, then there's something special, just mix up, and one or two people notice it. It's all the glory of God. You must be able to notice the glory. All right? Then, Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away. Now, this is what we call a Joseph husband. All right? A Joseph husband is not willing to make a public example or to disgrace or embarrass his wife. All right? So, this is a Josephic marriage. And he was declared to be a just man or a good man because of that. All right? He was what? A good man because he didn't want to embarrass his wife. All right? That's what's called a, a just man. Wow. So, congratulate all Josephs who are in the house today. Who is that? Joseph. Wow. Now, this teaching about how to be a just man and a good man, not willing to make a public example of bad behavior, has also got bad side effects. Do you see? There are side effects of this. Because everything that is good, like... Panadol can cause massive liver failure. Yes, from a certain dose can cause massive liver failure. And I'm sure most of you don't realize that. In certain places, they will not allow you to buy more than a certain number of tablets of Panadol. All right? Yes. So this good behavior, which is being a Joseph and not willing to show the bad behavior leads to bad behavior getting worse and multiplying under the cover of darkness and also leads to tormenting of husbands because the bad behavior is going on and because the husband is not prepared to make a public example of it and it's kept undercover and then the manifestation continues mm -hmm. and then Joseph is flowing normally 
And no one knows what Joseph is going through. He's a just man. So he may be receiving the contradiction of sinners. All right? Then, verse 20. While he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take um, unto thee Mary thy wife, for thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. Here again, we see the importance of dreams. Do not take your dreams lightly, especially if you have the Holy Spirit. Careful of dreams. Even dreams of other people are important. Remember, Pharaoh was not a Christian, but he had a dream of the seven fat cows and the seven lean cows. Nebuchadnezzar was not a Christian, and he had a dream of the tree that was cut down, and he had a dream of the image, which was a stone hated and it disintegrated. And the image was made of different things, clay, metal, gold, silver. So even unbelievers and sometimes people that are connected to you sometimes have dreams which are important, apart from you yourself also having dreams. Now, a spiritual person always takes dreams seriously. Now, notice that the birth of Jesus was surrounded by about three or four dreams that Joseph had. And one of them was in a dream that he shouldn't leave uh, Mary. So, yes, he shouldn't leave Mary. That was one of the dreams. So I'm just saying this to make the point that you must notice dreams and pray about them. If somebody comes to you and has a dream that you are dead, for instance, so I saw you in a bus and then you had died. You have to pray about it. You don't just laugh it off and say, oh, stop eating too much or whatever. You have to take things seriously because dreams are even sometimes a thought that a person has. It's not good for somebody to have negative thoughts about you. The person's thoughts affect you. What, what, what the Bible calls it imaginations, casting down imaginations. So the fact that that thought has occurred to you is significant. And I don't like that thought that has occurred. And I block that imagination and I block that thought in the name of Jesus. The Bible says that God is able to give us more abundantly above what we ask or think. Ephesians. What we ask or think. Yes. And to him who is able to exceedingly give us above all that we ask. So what you ask is one. And then what you even think. It's like a request. God can answer what you think. So when somebody is thinking something negative, we block that thought in the name of Jesus. Are you there? Yes. So dreams. Then he said, fear not to take unto thee Mary as thy wife. There are some people you must be afraid to marry them. Yes. And anyone who is experienced would know from experience that there is fear in marriage. Yes. Now, Jesus Christ 
right, in this world was very non-committal. He was non-committal. Because it is the commitments you make and the commitments you have to people that bring problems. Huh? You don't understand my message, you see. You don't understand my message? Not a problem. I can show it to you from the Bible. It seems you prefer the Bible. John chapter 2, verse 23. It says, now when he was in Jerusalem, many believed in his name. When they saw the miracles which he did. But Jesus did not commit himself. He was non-committal. Jesus was the type of person who didn't know. You are my main person. No, there's nothing like that. Like you are my main whatever of this and that. No, no, no. Not that you are not anything main of anything. <laughs> hey, Jesus Christ, look at it. He said he did not commit. He was non-committal. He didn't have any main person. He said because he knew all men. And then if you look at the, the next verse, it's even worse. He said, and he needed not that any man should testify of a man. For he knew what was in a man. So when he saw a man, he said, be my best friend. He said, no, please, just be a friend, not the best friend. Be my friend, be my best friend. No, no, not my best friend. Be just a friend is okay. Be my man. What else? No, not anything man. Just be. You'll be my main assistant, not main assistant. Assistant is okay, not main assistant. He was non-committal. Oh, yes. That's why all the ladies that were working for, they look, if you read Luke 8. If you read Luke 8, go to Luke 8. Look at Luke 8. <laughs> Afterwards, eh? Read verse 1. And after when he came, he went through every city, every village, preaching, showing the glad tidings of the kingdom of God. And the 12 disciples were with him. Not only the 12 disciples, and certain women. They were also with him, which had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities. Mary Magdalene, out of whom went seven devils. But not only Mary Magdalene. Joanna was also there. The wife of Chusa, Herod's servant. And Susanna was there. And many others. Maybe some of them wondered it had to be the main. Or said, no main, no main. Be in the group. No main. There are many others. No main person. No main anything. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. That's where all the troubles come from. You are the main. Jesus knew what is in a man. That's why he didn't try marriage at all. He said, marriage, listen, by the age of 33, I'll be gone. I don't need all these problems. Yeah. Non-committal. Yes. You, if you like, check your life and see where is the problem in your life? The main problems are the places where you have deeper commitments. 
Yes. That is where, that's the source of the issues. So when Jesus was going on the cross, he saw his mother. Even when his mother was coming, he said, who is my mother? He said, who is my mother? Who are my brothers? He said, please. We are, there are a lot of mothers and sisters and brothers. There's not only one. Jesus was non-committer. To a man, as you commit to a man, you've been my main whatever, or the main person, the only person, and the only whatever of the main of the what? Please. Jesus was non-committer. Learn it. All your sorrows are from your commitments. You can write it and put it in your cupboard and check on it later. Anyway, this is a Christmas message. Let's go back to the Christmas message. Three minutes more to 11 o'clock. I told you that we are closing at 11. Now, and she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Amen. Now, Jesus came and he was not allowed, I just want to make this comment, he was not allowed to just have any name. He was not allowed to just have a name. Oh, you are called Monday. You are called Tuesday. You are born on Wednesday. You'll be called Wednesday. I don't know what, what day was Jesus born. <laughs> Is Jesus a Monday born or a Tuesday born? Does anybody know? Do you know? No, but I think we can check on the internet. Oh. 25th of December of uh, 000. Oh, yes. Listen. Your name is part of your battle. Your name is part of your identity. And it's part of your calling. It was a Friday? <laughs> so Jesus will be Kofi. <laughs> I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. Isaiah 62 Verse 2. Look at it. Isaiah 62 and verse 2. It says, And the Gentiles shall see thy righteousness and all thy kings thy glory. This is a blessing. And thou shalt be called by a new name which the mouth of the Lord shall name. Thou shalt be called by a new name which the mouth of the Lord shall name. So your new name fights for you. Names fight. They fight for you. You may not know. It's part of your spiritual battle. And I feel impressed in my spirit to tell you that the name which you bear has an impact on who you are. And so much so, that, look at Isaiah, let's start even from verse 1. 
Isaiah 62 and verse 1. For Zion's sake, I will not hold my peace. And for Jerusalem's sake, I will not rest until the righteousness thereof go forth as brightness and the salvation thereof goes as a lamp that burneth. So he's saying, I'm bringing something bright and good to you. Then in verse 2, and he says, and the Gentiles shall see thy righteousness and all the kings shall see thy glory and thou shalt be called by a new name which the mouth of the Lord shall name. You know, all through my ministry, I've been giving names to things. Names to denominations. Names to groups. Names to churches. Names to people even. Oh, yes. It's a very spiritual declaration and a very spiritual blessing that comes upon people. You may think of it as something, you know, uh, odd or almost eccentric, but it's very deeply spiritual. And that's why when Jesus was being born, he wasn't just called Jack or just called any name. He said, thou shalt call his name Jesus. Jesus, Yeshua, Yehoshua. He's the savior, the one who will come and save us. The savior of the world. The one who has power to save. That will be his name, savior. Savior of the world. Wow. May your name be a good name. And every demonic name that is associated with you, may it no longer be associated with you. And may you have a good name mentioned over you as a continuous prophecy and declaration in the name of Jesus Christ. Verse 20, for he shall save his people from their sins. And you see that Jesus Christ came to save us from our biggest problem. Now, I just want you to look at your life. What is your biggest problem? Your biggest problem is your sin. Oh, yes. Your sins are working against you. Your mistakes are working against you. You know, life is made up of the right things you do and then the wrong things you do, plus the wrong things that some parents also did. When you look at your life, you see that all setbacks are connected to your mistakes and your sins. Even sicknesses and diseases are connected to our sins. May your life be saved from your sins. And may God help you as we go into 2022 that you will not commit any sin that will reverse your life. You know, there's a game that I don't like playing because, and the reason I don't like playing that game because it is actually very similar to life. Snakes and ladders. Yes, snakes and ladders. Not Ludo. Ludo, I find it, but snakes and ladders. There's something about that game. Because there is a snake at a very important place. And the longest snake is at 99. It brings you back to almost number two. 
May you never step on any snake in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, there, I, I remember somebody went to stay in a house and not knowing that there was a snake, a resident snake in the house. There was a resident snake in the house. Whatever snake is residing in your life, waiting for you to stretch your finger so that it will bite you, I curse that snake to wither and to die in Jesus' name. To not happen to you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now, all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. So the names Joshua, Jesus, and Emmanuel, they are all linked names. Then Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him and took unto him his wife and did what? And knew her not. And what? Knew her not until she had brought forth her firstborn son and he called his name Jesus. And he did what? Knew her not. Following Christ will always affect your sexual life. Oh yes. Oh yes. Following Christ will always affect your sexual life. Yes. You see, Christ doesn't save us without saving every aspect. Oh, yes. Once Joseph started flowing with God, he had to restrain for the whole nine months, probably one year. Wow. Tell your neighbor, if your sexual life is not affected, it's not Jesus you are following. It has an effect always. In various ways, sometimes it's to do more, sometimes to do less, sometimes to restrain, sometimes it's not to restrain. But it's affected. There's an affectation. Wow. So on this Christmas day, I believe we are truly blessed to learn a lot from Jesus' appearance in this world. He came, he was sent, and as he was sent, he, he actually came and was born of a woman into this very dangerous world. And he lived his life eh, in a non-committal way. What an amazing revelation. How many have realized a great revelation about Jesus Christ today. And uh, a number of Christmas revelations. Stand to your feet. Well, yes. I don't know why I say, oh, because I'm over 11 o'clock. Eh? That's why you are, is that why you are complaining? Because it's seven minutes past 11. Sorry, next time it will be 11. All right. Lift your hands. 
And listen, what is the greatest revelation you have learned this morning about Jesus, about the story of Jesus? Which one? Which one is your greatest revelation? Non-committal, eh? And which other one? Huh? Jesus will affect your sexual life. Yes. <laughs> the name, the name, the name. Some have re- get a revelation of the name. What other revelation is your greatest revelation? The dreams, the dreams. The glory, the glory, that these are glorious things. Jesus manifested his glory. Yes, yes. Yes, and the biggest problem is your sin. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And what else? There's one more. There's one more. Huh? A miracle is a small variation on a normal theme. Hmm. Beautiful. Lift your hands. Father, thank you for the Christmas you've given to us today. What an amazing blessing. We give you thanks and we give you praise for touching our lives so specially today. We love you. We praise you. Oh, we worship you, Lord. We give you thanks in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. And now, if you are here today, you want to give your life to Jesus, Pastor, please pray with me. I want to give my life to God. If you are here like that, maybe somebody invited you to church. You don't know Jesus as your Savior but you want Jesus to save your life today, then raise up your right hand and I'm going to pray with you right now. God bless you. If you've lifted your hand, you want me to pray with you, you want to give your life to Jesus today. This is the Jesus who came to save you, to save you from your sins. Then lift your hand and come to me in the front here. Come all the way to the front. I want to pray with you. God bless you. Come and stand right here. I want to pray with you. Jesus, who came to die for you, God bless you. Stand right here. Stand right here. Stand right here. God bless you. God bless you. Come. Let me pray with you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Come, let me pray with you. Jesus died for you. Jesus came for you. God bless you. Say this prayer. Let's all join together. Close your eyes. Say, Lord Jesus, please forgive me for my sins. Close your eyes and pray. Lord Jesus, please forgive me for my sins. I give my heart to you. I give my life to you. Thank you for saving me today. Please write my name in the book of life. Thank you for saving me today. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.